Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to shut my door real quick. This is like... <laughs> you, you, your background makes it look like you live in an RV or something. Exactly. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. You're, you're, you're buzzworthy. Mm -hmm. I like the name of that, buzzworthy. Yes, it's the buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so John's um, going to join us as well. Who? John, my partner. Oh, great. Yeah. He should be jumping on. Sure. Oh, look at that. There he is. Admit. I've never had a. Hey, there I am. <laughs> were you lost for a minute? Yes. Everybody's real excited when we're all finally connected. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, my name's Eric Beach, and um, I'm, I'm doing these podcasts. They're almost like interviews. They're almost like cold calls. They're definitely unscripted, and uh, I, I don't go into them with much agenda, other than getting to know the person I'm talking to, sharing ideas, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to kind of mastermind, like, hey, what's the, what's the smartest way to do this? Exactly. So I'm, I'm trying to build a, um, uh, a marketplace for education. I'm trying, the name of my company is called Free Market Education. The, the name of my app is called BeWise, and it's, it's a marketplace for, um, um, for education. So, so and anybody could teach, you could teach RV maintenance, you could teach sales, you could teach um, sewing, bicycle repair, pouring concrete. So you, you can teach whatever your proclivity is on my platform. If, if you could speak Spanish, you could teach English. If you could do dance, you could teach dance. So whatever your proclivity is, whatever, whatever you enjoy. So it's kind of a unaccredited free market education system. Okay. That, that's what that's what I'm working on. And that, that's that, that's the only reason that I'm, I'm on this call and moving and I'm a mover and a shaker now. <laughs> How'd you get started in doing this? Um, I just came up with the idea. Um, I, 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 I'm an old soldier. I retired out of the army and I always did training and had to share knowledge. You know, I was a mechanic. I was an infantryman. I was a driver's trainer. So I was constantly teaching people how to do things like, hey, this is where we're going to link up and this is the route you got to take and constantly trading knowledge with people. And then I got out of the army and I bought an apartment building that was going to be my retirement plan. It was going to be a landlord, slumlord. And uh, it turned out to be pretty good at it. So then I'm constantly repairing the building, flooring, walls, electrical. And I'm, I'm also kind of lazy. So I want people to do my work for me. So I'm constantly bringing people there and teaching them how to do flooring, teaching them how to do plumbing. And then I realized that I could turn the apartment into like a school of sorts. And then I started thinking, man, if everybody would teach their profession, people would be a lot smarter than, you know, we'd have much more applicable skill sets at hand than what we come out of high school with. So then I thought, thought, man, if I could just get everybody to coordinate, teach what they're good at, you know, a concrete guy could teach that, a carpenter could teach that, a, a beautician or a, um, an animal care person or a child care person or a chef, 
they could all teach something different. So then I, I was like, man, how do I connect everybody and how, how do I get everybody to cooperate? Then it, it kind of came to me one day and uh, I thought to build an app and that's what I've been doing. That's, that's, that's my whole purpose now. Very nice. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, but tell me about, I, I don't know anything about either of you, but I'd like to know. Okay, well, I'll start. My name is Stephanie Culver, and I am the owner of Buzzworthy Property Management. Um, that company is a little over a year old, and how it started was from basically my background is in um, education. I was a teacher for a long time, but also was an owner of a construction company. We cleared land for developers. Oh. Then I came to Texas. I went to work for an architecture firm here. And um, during that time is when I met John. And John actually has apartment complexes and invests in um, um, senior living facilities okay. and parks. And so um, anyway, we um, teamed together. And um, then I started Buzzworthy Property Management. And we buy RV parks and manage the RV parks. Oh, and we also put smart. together, yeah, um, we help people um, learn how to invest in RV parks and get mailbox money, basically. Okay. okay. John? Yeah, hi, I'm John McGall. So, uh, you know, I was in IT in my early careers, and me and my ex-wife uh, built homes in Grapevine and Euless. And we got a divorce and she went on to build homes and I decided to start doing rentals, uh, investments in single family homes. And I was uh, working IT during the day and working on these homes at night. And like you said earlier, is that, you know, I get off work and I go do all the work and I would paint, sheetrock repairs, all this until I found a better way to do it, to, you know, buy them uh, in you know, not so good shape and then have someone else rehab them, completely rehab the whole property, then I had less to do. So I did that for many years and did well. I started, I started doing it in 2002 and then I sold them all because of, because of a bad CPA's advice. Then I got a better CPA and a better mentor and started doing it right. And then in 2017, it just got home prices started getting too high. I couldn't find, you know, a deal. Uh, it was getting harder. And like it is now, home prices are so high. If you buy something, you really have to buy it at a discount to make the money for rentals. So I sold all those in 17 and, and went into commercial, uh, started doing syndications with apartments and senior living and trailer parks. And through that experience, uh, started migrating to uh, RV parks. My mom was a full-time RVer. So I looked at how much fun she was having and decided to start uh, really looking at that a lot more. And so then the returns were, you know, pretty good for the parks, right? And it's a little bit different from having a monthly rental and doing hospitality. So those returns were, were better, right? So I just, uh, now I'm just doing RV parks and um, it, it's working out well. That's cool. Yeah, I, I um, so I retired from the army in 2016 
and in 2012 I bought my first apartment because my, my you know I, I knew I knew enough about buildings that um, I could repair my own stuff so it was it was a pretty safe first job out of the army and it was really easy and then I then I bought a 48 plex and then I bought a commercial duplex and it was all very easy to manage so th then I had all this excess income so then I started building that school and the school started to get too expensive. So mm. now the, the apartment, you know, you, I can't raise people's rent that much. You right. know, if the development costs, legal costs, if that all starts to exceed the, what the, so, that, so then I mortgaged my apartments and I bought a pair of hotels. So I'm currently running two, an apartment company, two hotels and developing my school. Wow, you have a lot going on at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I've, done it, I've done it over a long period of time. So, you know, I've, I've got a lot of great friends that are helping me out. You know, when, when you when you build something up, you, you understand it more intimately. It's not a big stressor for you. The hotel's kind of a stressor because I'm, I'm only at the one and a half year mark. Wow, that's a lot of work. Don't buy a hotel, you know. <laughs> I wish I had like, what do they call that? Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, I had some hindsight about two years ago, but it's working. It, it, it's making money. It's it's doing exactly what I wanted it to do. But oh, you know, just crazy. I got twenty new employees overnight. How do you advertise for your students? Um, I I I don't. So give me one second. Yeah. Think about it. Or whatever you want. Stephanie, can right. you be okay? That was my carpeting guy. We're installing carpeting at the hotel. So I bought these two hotels run down because that's the way you have to do it. And uh, we've slowly been remodeling it. We've had to teach ourselves so many things. So we, we taught ourselves how to install carpet. We're pretty good at it now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how do I advertise for my students? Um, I don't. So it's an, it's an independent platform. So if, if it, it works, think of it like Craigslist. So, so if you want to offer a service for sale, all you do is you post an ad on my platform and, and hopefully a student applies. Hopefully it's somebody like-minded. So if you're into dance and you love teaching little girls, hopefully you got you know, hopefully it enriches you. You know, not only do you get to share what you love, but hopefully you get to share with the people you love. So it, it's just an independent platform. Um, the, the students rate the teachers and the teachers rate the students. So if, if, if there's a student not worth your time, I'm sure he's going to be rated accordingly. And if there's a teacher not worth your time, I'm sure they will be rated, rated accordingly. So the apps are done. Um, and we were trying to do the beta and we started, there was a couple of functionality issues. So we never, we never had a good beta test. And uh, I, had, I had the guys working on that. We started building the web app version, and hopefully in a month it's going to be like a finished product. But it's it's not a finished product yet. It's 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 only a theory at this point in time. 
so the, the, the difficulty that I'm really going to have is making people use it, like getting, getting anybody to use it. You know, I'm, I might build this grand department store and have nothing on the shelf. I'm, I might have nobody teaching how to RV, you know. So if I, if I don't have it, that's I don't like, have any. that would be a class. There's a lot of people that like, I want to RV, but I don't know the first thing about it. What is black, the, the black water tank and the gray water tank? And what do I do? You know, you think of like that, right. uh, that right. maybe, what is it? RVing with, um, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? When, when they go people want to do stuff with confidence. You know, when, yeah. when they cook, they want to know what they're cooking. When they, when, they, when they go on a road trip, they want to know where they're going. They want to know how to fix it. So really people want confidence. And, and, and that's why you want to, you want a teacher, you know, and that, that's why you almost want like a local teacher. It's, it's, it's easy to go watch a YouTube video, but, but is it really showing you what you want, or want it to, you know, like. Yeah, so, you can ask more questions if you're in front of it. I, I, I get the same thing. I've watched YouTube videos to learn about um, you know, the RVing, because we're new to RVing, and well, fairly new, two years. My mom's been doing it forever, but if you're not in front of somebody, uh, you know, you don't see everything. Yeah, you can't, you can't see their facial expressions, you can't, you can't see when they have questions, and they can't blurt a question out. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 so th that's my whole intent. I'm, I'm trying to build a school. I'm, tr I'm trying to get people to um, to follow and join like my Facebook groups. Um, I'm trying to like pre-build an audience, trying to build some content. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never developed an app before. I've never started a RV company before. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> so do you, do you have any teachers teaching um, RV hookup? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get any of them. And when, like, we had to winterize our RV um, mm -hmm. because of this cold, you know, snap that's come through here. Eric, where are you? Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Did you say cold snap? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are. <laughs> He's laughing about it. <laughs> yeah. We're like 29 degrees, is what it says on my computer right now. <laughs> He's like, is that summertime to you? Oh, it's oh, it's six here. It's six oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's summertime here. <laughs> yeah. Twenty yeah. something degrees. Yeah, we freak out every. The schools are closed. I mean, because it's twenty nine degrees. Yeah. <laughs> they closed everything today, and, and they're anticipating it's going to be closed through Wednesday. Oh yeah, my daughters <laughs> went in today with no gloves and no hat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So John's going ice fishing. Now his brother, he ice fishes, he's up from up North and, um, but he has an RV that actually goes out on the ice. Oh yeah. 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 They call him like ice castle. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then he just moves the panel and fishes right out of his RV with all the amenities, you know, fireplace, coffee. Yeah. TV. <laughs> yeah. It's TV. a lot easier, a lot more comfortable, a lot easier to go out and do it. Yes. So there's all different types of RVing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, camping bit. to glamping. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, um, let, let's say let's say this 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 was was functioning right now. What, what kind of class would you teach, Stephanie? Or what kind of class would you want to take? Oh, let's see. Um, I mean, teaching about RV setup is is not complicated, but it can be. Um, that would be an interesting class to teach. 
John and I actually do videos on that. We have an Instagram page that it's called RV Wonderlust. And mm -hmm. we had we have posted some um, clips on and some reels on how to, you know, level your RV, um, how to clean out the black water tank and the gray water tank right. and those types of things, you know. Um, you know, when you're in your shower and you take a shower and, and the water is all going one direction, you definitely know you're not level <laughs> or you're, everything's rolling to one side. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. can happen. Um, also, too, you know, you have electric and um, gas and there's also boondocking. That's when you have no hookups and you're just living off of the water that you have in your tank and the gas that you have. Exactly. And then if there's an incident, you know, how are you going to take yep. care of that? Because you're probably in a place where there's no cell phone towers because <clears throat> you are boondocking, you know? Yeah. So, it, okay. So that's what you would teach. What, what kind of class would you want to take? Um, social media platforms okay. and like integrating them. it changes daily, like with this AI stuff and all this new tech now technology now, you know, and so it happens so fast, you can't keep up with it. And I need a young person to constantly say, hey, this is a new thing. This is a new thing. You would be reading something every day to keep up with technology. Yeah. I'd rather just pay somebody to do it for. I, I really don't <laughs> want to be on social media. Exactly. I'd rather, I'd rather somebody else just marketed it all for me. Well, that was going to ask you, do you have some students that we can work with to do our marketing? Oh, I, I met a really nice girl on here uh, last week. Her name is Wendy Pace on LinkedIn. Um, okay. She's really good at social marketing. All right. Awesome. I'll have to write her name down. Yeah, I'll write it down right now. Wendy Pace. Really easy to talk to. Okay. How about you, John? What kind of class would you take or teach? Well, I'd teach uh, RV park investing. And uh, what, what I'd like to take, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to, uh, I'm taking flying lessons. So, oh. you know, I'd get a new instructor or get some, somebody to, uh, you know, teach, you know, the test or the uh, written part of the test yeah okay Help, helps me a pilot that. mentor yeah 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 pilot so mentor. up here where i'm from we have the, have you ever heard of the eaa no it's it's the world's largest air show it's a, okay. it's um just south of appleton wisconsin south of green bay wisconsin so every summer in the eaa is here the hotel's packed oh, nice yeah but uh it's huge it's the busiest airport in the world for like eight days straight Wow. A lot of sales, a lot of people are buying and selling planes there, a lot of parts vendors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what month is that? Um, June. Let me see. What are the years? June. Okay. I got that written down somewhere. July. July. Okay. The, the last week of July, the 24th to the 30th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice to come see. Yeah, yeah, it was huge air. So there's two, there's two major air. So there's there's one on the Thursday and then there's one on the Saturday. Hmm. Yep, there's a museum, really neat stuff. Really, really you, you take rides. And you could probably meet a mentor. You could you could probably find your mentor there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and, and that's what I want it for. I want it to be kind of an a la carte education system. You know, could could you imagine being able to take your kid to 
to a class on how to build a birdhouse and the teacher teaches you like table saw safety and how to countersink a screw and yeah. how to use wood glue, you know, wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what I hope it becomes. How long have you been doing it? I'd have to say four years now, longer than four years, maybe five years now. The, the, the first year was extremely unproductive. I was just trying to find a developer. I'm, I'm, I'm calling like people that, do websites to help me develop an app like ah oh, you're talking to the wrong guy mm -hmm. so, so the app is is pretty close to being done or yeah i have the google and the apple app done you can actually download it in the app store i don't, I don't know if you have a google phone but the, the apple you you and you can you can navigate through the app after you download it you could probably build a profile mm -hmm. But you, you won't be able to post a class or it's it's not it's currently not functional in the app store. So the apps are done and the web app is probably halfway to three quarters of the way done. So right right now I'm kind of in a marketing phase and this is what the beginning of my marketing looks like. I'm trying to build reputation, uh, build trust, uh -huh. get the buzz going. Right. Something like, it's gotta be buzzworthy. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm up to. Cool. Well, good luck with it. It sounds, sounds interesting. I think you'll do well. It is. It's a lot with all yeah. your properties and managing your school and working on your technology side of it with the apps. That's a lot on your plate. So do you have yeah. a team? Do you have a team? Yeah. Um, my sister and, you know, I have developers and I have a marketing, you know, I'm paying all that money though. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like it's like I have an insurance agent for my buildings, so I pay them a lot of money, but you know they're they're part of my team. Hold on a second. Yeah. I always make time for her because she does so much for me. That's good. Yeah. So so I bought the hotel and then. Um, I had a plan, you know, I was doing it with a couple friends and uh, they were going to help me run it and it kind of got to be too stressful. And then that, that relationship ended and my sister came and rescued me and my sister has seven kids, five of her own, two that she adopted. And in a lot of ways, you look at, look at large families as kind of a, a liability sometimes like, oh man, the mouth to feed and I got to take care of it. Everybody needs a ride sometimes. But when you need them, when you need a lot of people, there's nothing better than a big family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John has a big family. So, yeah, yeah I, I have a lot of friends. You know, you, you got to have a good relationship. So I, have a good relationship with your carpenter guy, your insurance guy, your, your bank. Try, try to be the best customer you can to them, and they'll be more patient with you when you, when you need them to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, um, it, oh, so I, I have a Facebook page. If you, if you guys want to like and follow, okay. you, you can. And uh, let's see if it's still here. Yay. No, that's not it. Oh, well, that's a link to the uh, um, podcast. So I have a lot of like shorts and stuff. You want to watch me talk, you can. Or eventually when I post this video, you'll be able to see it there. But I, I, let me let me post the um, 
the link to uh, my Facebook page. Okay. You can join that. So everybody asks, well, how can I help? How can I help? Um, I don't know. What do you, you know, like if, if you could somehow actually help me out like with the development part of it, that'd be awesome. But if you could, if you could just follow along and I guess, uh, man, where does Zoom thing go? There it is. So that's the Facebook group you can join. Okay. Um, and I don't post, I, I haven't posted there. I, I really haven't wanted to address the group yet. But at some point in time, I'm going to start addressing the group there. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sit down and make posts. Mm -hmm. It's like doing taxes. Yeah, we have it. an RV um, group. It's called okay. RV Nature Nation on mm -hmm. Facebook, and everybody in it are are RVers. And so mm -hmm. we post about places that we go, things that we do, um, maintenance techniques, steps and techniques. Yes, um, things that must haves that you should get for your RV. You know, to help you out, make your life easier. And it's a great little group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we need to add those items to um amazon so we get credit for it when somebody else buys it right <laughs> yeah. on the link i see yeah. people right. doing that mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it takes time <laughs> it, all, yeah. it all takes time it takes a long yeah. long time to build up all your procedures mm -hmm. yeah um did you ever read that book called the e-myth no. i've seen it yeah so it's, it's a really cool book it's it's about entrepreneurship and um uh, the, the myth of it really, really the, the talk about it is like the, the, the numerous ways your, your business could and probably will fail. Like the actual difficulties in trying to do something that complex. So it's a really good book and it, it's, it's really encouraging for entrepreneurs. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. E myth, yeah. right? Yep, the e myth. There's there's like five versions of it, so he keeps rewriting it. Uh -huh. So the, I think the latest one is called E Myth Enterprise, which is the one I, I listened to. Um, it, it was a great book, you know. It, and the, he, the the newer versions have more relevant case studies. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the the first version of it, he might have been talking about like Microsoft DOS or something. Oh, and Microsoft DOS was yeah. And, and now they might be talking about Google as a case study or something. Right. Just a little bit more relevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I was really interested in Stephanie at first. She started spouting off all of her, her, uh, her background. It's a really nice, diverse background. Did you say you were teaching? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I have had many phases in my life. I wanted to be a, a model when I was young, but I grew short of that at five, seven. So then I decided to be um, a hairdresser. So, but actually I didn't decide. My parents decided for me that that's what I was going to do when I graduated high school. Um, I've always been a people person and a, basically a salesperson. And so once I finished cosmetology school, I did not cut hair. I went straight into sales. So I, I went um, and sold hair products and um, hair color to salons in the upper higher class areas of Dallas, which was like Highland Park and everything. So I did that for a while. Then I moved to Virginia and went to school as an adult and became a teacher and taught for many, many years, um, was married. And that's when we had the construction company too. So after I just after my kids were grown and gone, I decided to move back to Texas and um, 
didn't want to teach anymore because teaching has become such a, I mean, teaching, I know that's what your, your emphasis is on, but in the school, public school systems and all, it's just so hard. Now. I really feel for these teachers, what they go through all the time on a daily basis and with the culture that it is now and everything. It just is hard. Uh, and I love everybody and I love every child, but it still is hard to be a teacher. You can't hug them anymore. And I was used to working with little kids too. I've worked with high school students as well, but you just can't be the teacher that I've always known was raised to be. Yes. So I decided plus um, that avenue of money, it's just not where I want to be because they don't pay teachers enough. And I decided to reinvent myself. So I, I basically just, my mission was to meet everybody in the DFW area and all of the state of Texas, actually. So I became friends with politicians, chefs, um, any, I mean, doctors and political people, anybody that was in the area. I was, I joined like five chambers and I just decided that I was just going to build a huge relatives of contacts and I did. And then from that, people that were living in the area were like, Stephanie, you have lived here a short amount of time and you know more people that I've, than I know and I've been here all my life. You mm -hmm. should start a consulting company. So oh, I, started, I started Buzzworthy Consulting a Buzzworthy Consulting Company. Mm -hmm. And that was um, almost 10 years ago, nine, nine something years ago. What, what, was, I, what was the acronym you just used for your, your geographical region, like DTW or something? Oh, uh, DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth. Okay. Dallas yeah, so a, per, a person like you would really be beneficial when I'm ready to launch. So it makes sense for me to try to launch in maybe like one or five uh, demographical regions or geographical regions. You know, I, I want something densely populated so I can get a lot of teachers. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, just somebody like you would be, you know, hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I just met a lot of people and um, did that. I just was an entrepreneur, did it myself. And um, then I posted a lot on LinkedIn, did a lot of stuff on LinkedIn and an architectural firm, an owner of a firm found me on LinkedIn and said he had been following me for like six months and wanted to know if I wanted to come in for an interview. And I thought he was joking. <laughs> so I didn't even respond for a while. And then finally I did went in for the interview and they hired me as their community public relations person basically and to bring in business and mm -hmm. so this particular architect is a rock star in texas and um, does most of our historic preservation on all of our courthouses in the state which is oh. 300 of them you know texas is so big builds fire stations police stations libraries a lot of municipal stuff city halls and everything and um, so I went to work for him. And while I was working for him is when I met John and then decided, you know, that I liked doing this. And I like being my own entrepreneur and working for myself as well. So I um, started this business um, a little over a year ago and left my W-2 job in May of this past year. Okay. Yeah, I, I love the, the checkered background. Uh... Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't mean it like that. I mean it like um, you worked a lot of different skill set jobs. You know, you've you, you've learned from a lot of different experiences. I really think that that makes me more well rounded. I, I I always advise people to switch careers once their job gets boring. Exactly. Another thing I did was 
I'm a cyclist and as I was cycling on the trails in Fort Worth, I would run across police officers a lot on their bike patrol. So I got to talking to them and uh, my family has a history of police officers. My grandfather was a captain in the Shreveport, Louisiana Police Department. And I realized in, um, from talking to them that they were buying their own bikes. So a lot of um, jurisdictions don't have a budget for bike patrol. They put everything into their cars. Their cars are very expensive. Mm -hmm. So I launched and started a nonprofit three and a half years ago, and it's called Bike the Blue not like back the blue, but bike the blue. And I raise money for um, bike patrol officers throughout the, through, throughout the state of Texas. And we're gonna actually go out of Texas now. I partnered with um, Texas A&M School of Law and they put the 501c3 together. And they also trademarked my name and my logo. Good for you. Way to go. That's awesome. My, my friend uh, did something similar with K9 and he helped raise money to, to, to get another canine for the local local force here so that's that's, that's really great nice. yeah. yeah so i do that that's i have a meeting with my board tonight actually okay yeah okay well i don't know you guys what do you, what do you want you guys have any questions for me or what i don't know what else to talk about no i'm good so are all your businesses in wisconsin yeah they're all within 20 minutes all the, i i own a bunch of properties and i i buy them you, you gotta you, you gotta be able to get in you, you can't overextend yourself you, you have to know what your own self-worth is so if, if 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 part of your project is moving from property to property you have to you have to pick a small enough area that you can get to all the different properties you know well whenever you want to make your life easier and invest in rv parks and just get mailbox money give us a call mm -hmm. <laughs> So who manages your RV parks then? That's so let's, let's say I bought an RV park. That's the company I started a year, a little over a year ago. It's the management portion of the RV park. So most of our, our, well, our RV parks are pretty much managed themselves. We basically have everything, you know, um, technology savvy. So you pay online and um, like our- um, So you have a reservation system? Did you- Yes, did, we use- Is, is it similar to an, uh, an apartment reservation system then? It's like hotels. This is considered hospitality. So mm -hmm. it's the dynamic pricing, you know, the higher the demand, the higher the price. Um, it depends on the season and if what events are happening in that particular area. So our parks are not just in Texas, they're throughout different states. And um, we do have park managers, but like our laundry facilities, they're coinless. So you use an app on your phone or card. And if your laundry is finished, it'll notify you by text that your laundry is stopping in five minutes. So it takes a lot of the employee, you know, having to hire employees out, which you probably know all this. You're, you are um, a property owner and you might use some of this um, technology in like your apartments for your laundry facilities, but um, it makes life a lot easier. And plus an RV park is mostly concrete pads. Right. Um, you know, some of them have a clubhouse and we have some bathhouses, but it's not like we are, you know, taking care of other people's housing. They're taking care of their own housing and it's for short, short term most of the time. Okay. It's, it's, it, it, it'll be a consideration now for the rest of my life. I could invest yeah. in RV parks. Yeah. So give I always ask yourself, what, 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 what am I going to do when I grow up? What, what's my next investment going to be? Or what's my next journey going to be? I, I kind of ask myself that question a lot. 
Yeah. If you don't, then you're in trouble. I yeah. think people don't grow if they don't ask questions or, you know, about themselves. And, and well, and, and if you don't like take the more challenging step, you know, like, so whenever somebody doesn't know what they want to do, I just tell them to do anything. If you don't know what to do, do any, do anything productive, make your bed, go grocery shopping, shop around for insurance, do, do anything productive. And, and then once you're doing something productive, th then you need to be asking yourself, what's, what's the most productive thing I could do to have the biggest impact? And, and that's what you need to focus your time and energy on. Like, I really need to spend time with my wife and daughters. Well, you really need to spend time with your wife and daughters. Or I, I really need to do this with my tenants so their experience is better. So if you, if you don't know what to do, do anything. And, and then you always want to do the, the thing that you could have the biggest impact on. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, there's um, John and I have been approached um, from uh, from a governor and some state officials to actually build a park, an RV park in a state that would be like their biggest destination attraction. And to tell you the truth, you know, John was like, no, I don't think we should do this. This would be the biggest park that we've ever done. It would be a development. And it's scary. I mean, the money is scary when you think about how much this park is going to be and what all it's going to have and it would be done in phases but then I tell myself man if we don't do this we're going to kick ourselves we are really going to kick our somebody else is going to come in and do it you always we're going to be like I mean if we fail we fail right but at least we gave it our biggest shot and that's the way I'm looking at it I'm like I want to do this and I've you know I've been poking and prod and John a little bit on this project. Now he's like, yeah, you know, I think we should do it. And what are you going to do, John? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to do it. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, so, can you tell me what state it's in? It'll be in, can we say? It sounds no, like not a boring state. It we sounds like West, Nebraska, not Nebraska. We can't say yet. We can't say anything. We have a, we have a meeting at the end of next month and we'll know more about I mean, we've been meeting about it for the last three months via Zoom or, you know, phone and email, but we're actually all going to meet in person um, end of next month. And well, good, fun. That's a, a, a you know, a, a big project is very rewarding. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and it'll be take a couple of years to get it complete too. That's how big it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so you have to ask us to come back again. <laughs> yeah, well, if we, if you want to jump back on in like six months? Yeah. Your schedule? Yeah, we can sure. jump back on. We'll have a reunion meeting. Yeah, see where we yeah, are. How far did you get? How far did you get? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, on your app and everything. Definitely. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure, John, Stephanie. Well, thank you, Eric. Good luck out there. This is my yeah. first um, podcast. Ooh, <laughs> I've been on the radio now. before, but I've never been on like a live video podcast. I've been on well, the radio. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if this is a, a usual format. I don't even really watch or listen to podcasts. Um, some, somebody advised me you got to start making content. This is how I'm doing it. So. Okay, well, good for you. Way to go. Yeah, yeah. very good. You don't. Yeah. You don't move the needle if you don't. You know, push the yeah. button. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank well, you. Take, take care. It. Work hard. All right. Thank you. Good day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.